be unto the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This short prayer is a doxology, a term which originates from the Greek root words doxa, meaning praise, and logia, meaning to speak. Together, they form doxologia, which is to speak praise. A doxology is typically a short praise prayed after a longer prayer. In this episode of Catholic History Trek, I'll be covering the history of the most popular Christian doxology, the Glory Be. God bless America. God love you. I want these to be my first words of greeting to you. They will be the concluding words on each broadcast. I am not the Catholic candidate for president. I am the Democratic Party's candidate for president. You've embarked on a Catholic history trek. The first Jewish temple in Jerusalem was destroyed around the year 587 BC. It's been estimated that sometime after the temple's destruction, a Jewish tradition arose of ending a rite or hymn with a doxology, called the Kaddish. Prayed in Aramaic, the Kaddish was prayed after verses in a song, after studying of the Talmud, after burials, and the anniversary of one's death. A couple examples of doxologies found in the Old Testament include Psalm 83.5, Blessed are they that dwell in the house, O Lord, they shall praise thee for ever and ever. In Tobit 13.23, Blessed be the Lord, who hath exalted it, and may he reign over it for ever and ever. Amen. Another Jewish example is found in the Prayer of Manassas, which is an apocryphal, non-biblical, writing which claims to be the prayer described in 2 Chronicles 33 by King Manassas. This text was never seriously considered part of the Old Testament canon and doesn't seem to have originated until the year 100 AD, but it does provide another example of a doxology. The earliest converts from Judaism to Christianity brought the practice of praying the doxology with them. Many doxologies can be found in the New Testament, especially in the epistles of St. Paul, but also in St. Peter and St. John. The most common doxology found in the New Testament is offering to God honor and glory forever and ever. I will not read every single one of these verses, but if you were to look up Romans 11.36, 16.27, Galatians 1.5, Ephesians 3.21, 1 Timothy 1.17, Hebrews 13.21, 1 Peter 4.11, Jude 1.25, and Apocalypse chapter 1 verse 6, in each of these you would find a line something like, to him be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. But the use of the doxology was not limited to the writings which found their way into the canon of the Bible, but many other writings of the early church fathers used doxologies. In four different occasions in his first epistle, Clement of Rome ends a chapter praising God with the line, To him be glory and majesty forever and ever. Amen. In the 22nd chapter of the martyrdom of St. Polycarp, we find the doxology praising Jesus, to whom with the Father and the Holy Spirit be glory forever and ever. Amen. This doxology is very Trinitarian 
and is like the ones used by Hippolytus at the end of his work, The Discourse of the Holy Theophany. In it, Hippolytus wrote, To him be the glory and the power, together with his most holy and good and quickening spirit, now and ever, and to all the ages of ages. Amen. In another work of Hippolytus, On Christ and Antichrist, Hippolytus uses the doxology, To him be the glory unto the endless ages of the ages. Amen. In the 4th century, the Catholic Church faced a great challenge with the heresy of Arianism. The heresy had run rampant in the eastern half of the church, and so widespread was its reach and devastation that it stirred St. Athanasius to lament. The whole world groaned and was astonished to find itself Arian. Arianism, in a nutshell, was a rejection of the trinity of one God and three persons, of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Arianism denied that Jesus was one with the Father. Instead, teaching that Jesus was subordinate to and created by God the Father. A pair of glory doxologies emerged during this era as statements of Catholic faith and refutations against the Arian heresy. They are referred to as the major doxology and the minor doxology. The major doxology is the Gloria in Excelsis Deo, which has been prayed in the Latin Rite of the Mass at least as far back as the 5th century. It is prayed right after the Kyrie, and if you attend the English Novus Ordo Mass, you'll recognize it as the prayer which begins, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. The major doxology is a hymn commemorating the angel's announcement of the birth of Christ to the shepherds, as recorded in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 14. It was introduced to the West by the Hammer of the Arians, St. Hilary of Portier, after he had been exiled to Phrygia by the Arian Emperor Constantius. A few decades after the death of St. Hilary, the major doxology shows up in Book 7 of the Apostolic Constitutions as a morning prayer to be offered daily. And before too long, the major doxology found a permanent home in the Mass. The other doxology, the minor doxology, is commonly referred to as the Glory Be. It is the prayer which was prayed at the beginning of this episode. In the year 529, a synod in France claimed the line Sicut orat in principio, Latin for, as it was in the beginning, was in the Glory Be as a protest against Arianism. The line identifies the Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit existing from the beginning of time, as opposed to the Arian view that the Son was created and therefore did not be- exist in the beginning. This synod then ordered the line to be used in France, as was already the custom in Rome, in Africa, and elsewhere. The use of this line in the West brought protest from the Eastern Church, who refused to use it. It's believed that, at one point, the East and the West likely prayed the same words in the minor doxology. But then, the West either added this line, which the East refused to use, or the East removed this line, which the West maintained and continued to use. Regardless if the line was added or removed, the two halves of the Catholic Church ended up with a slightly different form of the Glory Be Prayer, with one exception. 
Of course, there's always got to be an exception. Following the Fourth Synod of Toledo in 433, the Mozarabic Rite in Spain approved a third form of the Glory Be. It was a very slight alteration of the form prayed in the West. It still included the line as it was in the beginning, but it changed the very beginning of the prayer. Instead of glory be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Mozarabic Rite used glory and honor to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The minor doxology, like the major doxology, is found in the Catholic Mass. In the traditional Latin Mass, it occurs three times. After Psalm 42, in the prayers at the foot of the altar, after Psalm 91-2, in the introit, and at the lavabo, when the priest washes his hands. In both the Latin Mass and the New Mass, other doxologies appear at the end of the canon, the Eucharistic prayer, and after the Lord's prayer. Because the glory be is considered joyful in nature, it is omitted in requiem masses for the dead and during the last three days of Holy Week. Similarly, the major doxology is also omitted for the same reasons. Outside of the Mass, the Glory Be is frequently prayed in the Rosary at the end of each decade and in the Divine Office after every psalm, hymn, and canticle. This episode covering the Glory Be is the 10th episode in our Catholic History Trek series on the origin of Catholic prayers. If you like my episodes on the origin of these prayers, or Kevin's episode on the roots of Catholicism in each of the 50 states, or if you like any of our other episodes, please take a moment to share, rate, review, and subscribe to Catholic History Trek. This small act helps bring the reach of our episodes to more people, just like how the small prayer helped bring a definitive statement of Catholic orthodoxy against the Arian heresy. In these prayer episodes, I'd like to replace our typical ending prayer, the Glory Be, with the prayer covered in the episode. But, since the episode was on the Glory Be, I'll be ending with our traditional prayer and with the topic of this episode, Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, Sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Thank you for listening to Catholic History Trek. You can reach us at catholichistorytrek at gmail.com. <laughs>